This is the Black and Blue Report presented by ABC Insurance Agencies, a better choice for insurance. Now from Studio B or wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Daniel Sellerson. What's going on? Welcome into a special edition of the Black and Blue Report, an all-star recap edition. Today and tomorrow is supposed to be a day off for us as far as the Black and Blue Report is concerned. We are going to be back Wednesday, get you ready for the second half of the season. But then last night happened, and we thought we need to talk about it. Joining me now is Jim Eichenhofer from Pelicans.com as we recap this weekend's festivities, including last night's big night for Anthony Davis and the New Orleans Pelicans and the Western Conference in a defensive-minded game. The West wins 192-82 over the Eastern Conference. Jim, first of all, how much sleep have you gotten? Do you need some coffee right now? How are you? <laughs> I'm doing great, even though I think I got to sleep around maybe 2. I didn't even leave the arena until 12.30, so and then I woke up this morning at about 7, so I guess that's about 5 hours. I think I can still do the math even with that little amount of sleep, but... Um, I, mean, I think everybody is excited. I, I mean, I think I speak for, you know, even fans of the team, people, everybody here, that it was just a, an amazing night and it, just a just a great overall experience of what happened last night. So I think everybody came in, even on very little sleep this morning, very excited and, and ready to go. The office is buzzing, that's for sure. And, of course, uh, we can't really address the, the cat that's out of the bag as far as a uh, potential trade between the Pelicans and the Kings, but uh, we can just simply say that there you, are... Do you mean the Wildcat out of the bag? I'm not going to comment on that, Jim. I can offer. But yeah, <laughs> there is a, a Wildcat out of the bag. That's a good way to put it. But yeah, so uh, we can't really talk too much about it. But yes, uh, a big night last night, just to say the least. And Jim, let's talk about All-Star Sunday night and just the weekend here in New Orleans. And uh, for the first time, I think, since I've been here, we had the chance to sit down and watch a basketball game together inside the Smoothie King Center, and I was not sitting and watching it on a 10-inch TV in my radio studio. <laughs> so, number one, that was a, a great highlight of my day. But second, I just had the feeling we were talking about it when AD started that game and started getting rolling that this could be a very special night for Anthony Davis, and it certainly was. Yeah, he scored the first two points of the game. It seemed like that was a, a good omen. Um that the first score that he had was a jumper, which was pretty uncharacteristic of the way the rest of the night w went, where he had a million dunks. I don't even know how many it was, but it was was it maybe like twenty dunks or something? I think like it was eighteen that? out of 18? his twenty-eight made field wow. goals were dunks. Wow. So, but um, but yeah, it was it was, it was uh, he definitely had the feeling that he was going to have a huge night, and I thought it was great that listening to Steve Kerr before the game and then listening to. Listening again to Kerr after the game, as well as a few of the other players, it sounded like they kind of almost informally got together and said, we need to try to do what we can to have Anthony Davis win MVP, which I thought was a really nice gesture, given you know how important he is to the city and how much it meant to everybody for him to, to get that trophy last night. What does that say about Anthony Davis that you have a 23-year-old in his fourth All-Star game representing a city for the second time in three years that all the other superstars in the NBA are on this team. Kevin Durant, the Steph Currys, all of them are going. James Harden and Russell, Russell Westbrook are saying, we need to get AD the ball. We need him to shine in front of his home hometown team. What does it say about what Anthony Davis means to this league already at such a young age? I think it shows a lot of the respect that the other players have for him. Um, he's somebody that seems like he doesn't have any enemies. It seems like he's just really well-liked and, and people, you know, 
he he treats people well, so I think he kind of that kind of comes back to him. And so I think maybe it, if it was a different player, maybe they wouldn't have done some of the stuff that they did to kind of go out of their way to make sure, like I said, that he was in position to win MVP. But the fact that they did, I think it does speak volumes about him as far as what the rest of the players think about him, you know, on and off the court. At what point in time did you think he's probably going to win MVP? Or, man, this chance of him being MVP is increased. What, what, when was that point? Even, like, the first quarter, I think. I, maybe maybe more maybe it became more of a of a um of concrete thing in the second quarter when he was up around 20 points and i want to say for there was a point in the second quarter where he he took over the lead in scoring among all players and i figured if he if he's the leading scorer of this game and the west wins there's almost no way that he doesn't win mvp so it was pretty early for me that i started thinking like man he's got a really good chance to win mvp did you get worried when westbrook started going off in one of his hot streaks that he could be ad could be overtaken by westbrook and maybe a third consecutive mvp definitely because westbrook is one of those guys as everyone knows that he i don't think anyone treated last night's game like it was super serious or was really intense but if there is a guy that can have a stretch of a couple minutes where you're like, man, he he's playing like this is a real game. It's Westbrook. And so, yeah, when he started making threes and put a bunch of baskets together and passed AD in scoring, I thought, yeah, he – and I, I wouldn't blame him in some ways. It's like, hey, you want to keep that streak going to be able to win it all-star MVP three years in a row. Has anyone even won it two years in a row? I'm not sure. But to be able to kind of put himself in that exclusive company like that, I I could I could have seen him doing that. But – um. To his credit, he he said it sounded like he told Steve Kerr to take him out of the game so that AD could kind of clear the way for him to score the most points in the game and be the MVP. So, so you gotta you gotta give credit to Russell Westbrook for being very unselfish in that situation. That that's what I knew with five minutes and forty five seconds left when Westbrook got taken out. Mm-hmm. That's what I knew. AD was gonna win MVP. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, what does it mean for the city and for this team that you have an All Star MVP? This hasn't happened um, in our franchise history. And I know it's your, I mean, a lot of people were thinking it's just an exhibition game. We saw the lack of defense last night. Who really right. cares? But it seemed like just a proud moment for our city, for sure. the team. How much does, and Anthony Davis talked about how much it meant to him. But what do you think it means for not only him, but for this team and the city? I think it would be, it would be disingenuous to not acknowledge some of the things that you just mentioned about how it wasn't the most, um, fundamentally sound game as far as defense goes and there was a lot of um things that that led to him getting 52 points but at the end of the day and i think in the future i think people will forget that and you'll just remember back that he was the mvp and you're not going to remember a lot of the specifics for me it was very symbolic of just the role that he has here um it was to me it was just great to listen to him speak about the city the way he did and talk about how much it means to him and to, just to be able to do this for New Orleans, it seemed like he – you see guys do this, but I, I think he took it to a, an extent that people around here will really appreciate that he was so adamant about he wanted to win MVP and that he wanted to do it for New Orleans and he wanted it to be able to give back something to the to the city, not that he hasn't already done that in, in numerous ways. But, um, but that was the part that I, th- I thought was great was just that he was so conscious of it and he was so – upfront about the idea that of why he wanted to win MVP and just everything that went into it that it was more than just about him that it was about the 
you know, the city as, as well as the, the organization that has been through, you know, tough times going back to all the way to 2005 with Katrina and so on and so forth with the NBA taking over the team. There's been a lot of adversity here. So not to get too dramatic, but I mean, it was, it was, it was just one of those things where it was just a great moment for everybody that's been through a lot of stuff here to see like, okay, this is one of our players that's at the pinnacle of in receiving one of the most prestigious awards that anyone can get in the NBA. Before we move on to uh, some more about Anthony Davis and the All-Star Weekend, let's actually hear from Anthony Davis after the game speaking with the media about winning the MVP and the All-Star Weekend. AD, how did it feel to... Uh, what are we talking about? Oh, right here. Right. How did it feel to just take home this uh, MVP right here in your hometown on tonight? Uh, it was amazing. Um, that's what I wanted to do. I stressed that, I think, more than enough to the guys in the locker room before the game um, that I want to get the MVP for this crowd, uh, for this city. And we ended up doing it. Them, them guys did a great job with just finding me, giving me the basketball. Um, they wanted me to score 50. Every time, you know, Kawhi was like six more points, you know, or James was like, all right, I'm going to pass you the ball. So them guys did a great job of allowing me to do this. Um, I want to thank all of them, but this one definitely meant a lot to me. AD. In the uh, center. AD, right here in the middle. Good to see you, man. Um, to have this kind of performance with the season that you've already been having, is this, you know, kind of a, a really high point in your career to, to have the MVP award, do it in New Orleans and do it in the midst of, of what has been one of your best seasons of your career? Uh, I'm just being aggressive. Uh, that's really it, just being aggressive, playing hard, doing what the team needs, and um, this just kind of adds on to it. Um, of course, we got a long way to go to actually do what we want to do, um, but at the end of the day, you know, um, I love the city. I love these guys. And, you know, we're trying to do everything we can to turn this thing around for us in the second half of the season. Next seat over. At what point uh, did you know you were getting close to the record? And what's it like whenever you get to break a record that uh, Wilt holds? You know, that's always crazy. Yeah. Um, the next one I'm going to try to do is 100 points. <laughs> no, okay. Um, you know, um, I think I had 32. Um, and then them guys just told me to get 50. And then after that, I was just, you know, dunking the ball. I won't say scoring. I was just dunking the ball. And then I heard it on a, on a, throughout the arena that, you know, I beat the record. Um, so I really didn't know. Um, but to be in an elite company with Wilt is definitely amazing. Next question over here in the fifth row. Uh, Jack Kelly from Sports Illustrated Kids. Um, what was your favorite moment from today's game? Um, I think in this trophy. Um, like I said, I wanted to do it for the home crowd, and I definitely did. So, so I think the best part of tonight was definitely them winning this trophy for sure. Marco D here from uh, Astro Supersport Malaysia. Congratulations. And you had a lot of Malaysian fans watching from back home. They couldn't make it to New Orleans. But we checked on Twitter, and they all voted for you. So could you say anything to your Malaysian fans out there? Yeah, um, I appreciate it. Um, thank you, guys. Thanks for the continued support all the way from Malaysia. Um, hopefully you guys keep supporting us uh, or supporting me and, and the Pelicans throughout the rest of the season. Tony McCassie, that means thank you. Uh, you're welcome. That means you're welcome. <laughs> Back right. Anthony, uh, Scott Kushner with The Advocate. I, I just, I mean, when those guys started deferring to you, I, you know, Steve kind of mentioned that you guys had a conversation before the game about them, you know, feeding you and, and, you know, getting you toward that MVP. What does that mean to get to have those guys respect and, 
and to be able to to have your place in the league and do it here tonight and, and all those kinds of things. Yeah, it means a lot. Um, and actually, the guy who really, you know, was trying to break it down for me was Draymond. Um, you know, he said, all right, we got to get to at least 24 you know, by halftime. Um, and then we came out, he said, all right, we got to get at least 30 before you come out in the third. So we were just kind of breaking it down. And then, of course, all the other guys was, you know, adding on to it and trying to give me the ball. But uh, like you said, me and Coach Curry definitely had a conversation before um, that we wanted to get that. We both wanted me to get the MVP um, for the city and do it in front of the home crowd, which is very fun. Hey. Back left. Eddie, where's the stand in terms of just the compliments that you've had in your career? Um, pretty high. Um, I say below the uh, gold medals and then the uh, national championship. But um, this is definitely um, you know, a prize, you know, award that I'm going to cherish forever. Back right, Robert. <clears throat> Anthony, uh, Robert Littow, Black Sports Online. Um, this was an all-star game that wasn't even supposed to be in New Orleans. Can you tell us a little bit now that you guys did have this all-star game, what it means to the city, and especially uh, coming off of what happened with the tornadoes uh, a couple of weeks ago, you know, just your performance and what this meant to the city to have this all-star game? Uh, I meant a lot to the city. Um, of course, the tornadoes hit um, a couple of weeks ago. And so to kind of bring, I want to say, joy back to the city with all-star, and of course, Mardi Gras um, definitely helped out. So, you know, this is, this is huge for our city. Um, of course, stuff just keep happening to New Orleans, but you know this is a strong city, strong city, and um, we always bounce back. So to have All Star here, um, especially with Mardi Gras going on as well, was it was huge for the city. Standing on the left, AD. Uh, I know we talked on Friday. You said you let management do their management issues. You don't deal with that. But this weekend, did you get a chance to maybe talk to some of these guys? Could be possibly future teammates. Recruit them. Show them how great the city is. And obviously, you showed tonight that playing with one of the premier players in the league has its benefits? Um, not really. I mean, everybody's been running around. Of course, when you get in the locker room, you don't really talk about, you know, your teams or anything like that. But, um, you know, it was fun just playing with these guys. And like you said, I let the management do what they do. And then when time will come uh, with something, they come talk to me and I, you know, tell them yes or no. Um, well, I give my opinion. <laughs> I give my opinion, and then uh, we go from there. You know, we try to have a, have a solution, but um, I let them do their job. But um, <clears throat> this whole weekend was fun playing with these guys for sure. Again, standing on the left. Anthony, when uh, Durant had the lob to Westbrook, uh, the whole bench went crazy. Coach Kerr said it was a good icebreaker. Defining moment in history right there. <laughs> What was your take, uh, just breaking the ice uh, with those guys? Um, honestly, I didn't, I didn't know what to expect when it was on the floor. But when that happened, I'm glad a timeout occurred um, so we can get, like, everybody reaction. And it was an amazing reaction, everybody clapping. Um, I think they high-fived, stepped through water, everything like that. So um, it, it, was, it was great to see. Adi, all the way in the back. Anthony, uh, it seemed like Russell Westbrook, was actually pushing you the whole game, and was that right. was that part of the plan? Was that a surprise to you? No, he got hot. He got hot. Um, I think he had like seven threes. So um, we kept feeding him, you know, because he was hot. And then uh, when he came out, the guy started looking for me again. But I'm not. I was kind of nervous for a second. Um, so when Russ gets on fire, he started doing like this and all type of stuff. And, um, but he wasn't missing. He wasn't missing. And um, you know, I mean, he won two of them. So I think he told Coach to let him sit him out so I can get this one. A couple of rows up in the center. 
Anthony, you just said that when the management is uh, looking to acquire a new player that you will give them their opinion. Now there are reports that the Pelicans might have talks with the Kings about a DeMarcus Cousins trade. What is your opinion on, on him and on the possibility of just getting him to New Orleans? Uh, he's a great player, um, dominant in this league. Of course, with all the numbers he put up, but um, I haven't heard anything. So um, I'm going to let the management once again do what they do. Uh, and when the time is right, they'll come talk to me about it. Um, but, of course, DeMarcus is an elite player in this league. Any final question? Last one in the back. Hey, D, it's uh, Brett Martell with AP. Um, you've obviously scored more than 52 in games where everybody was playing defense. <laughs> there have been some comments about uh, from some of the guys, Kyrie and, and Kerr, about maybe having to provide more incentives to win and play maybe a little harder. How did you feel, you know, how did these 52 points feel com compared to your other 50-point other games? And, uh, and what do you think about that? Uh, it was fun. It was definitely fun. Um, of course, this 52 was um, 50 of them was all dunks, so um, <laughs> uh, a lot more you know, stress on my knees. But um, I think it was. I think you probably do. I mean, you want to see defense. Of course, All Star is about offense and giving the crowd a show. But um, if they want to see a little more defense, the fans and everything, you know, I mean, nobody wants to go out here and get hurt. You know, it's all about fun. So you probably need to do it, add a, a little bit more incentives. Um, but I love it. I mean, I don't really care. You know, I'll go out there and have fun. Um, I didn't play any defense today, but um, I was offensive-minded tonight. <laughs> Boy, AD was on a roll last night as far as uh, how funny he was in the post-game press conference. He was, he had a couple jokes there, some zingers. <laughs> uh, I thought he was, yeah. he was, he also felt like he was losing his voice during that. It seems like he's been talking a lot this week. Yeah, I was wondering Um, at the beginning, his he sounded so hoarse, I was wondering, I should have asked him actually how his voice was so bad if it was because he was yelling at, after he won MVP and you know, like celebrating with his teammates in the locker room, so on and so forth, or what the what the reason for that was. But but you're right, he was really entertaining. I think he showed a side of, him, of himself that we see here from time to time. But there might be some national reporters or various people from even international that haven't seen how much of a how much he can joke around and his sense of humor. So yeah, that was really cool. I I was laughing when he said. You know, somebody was like, hey, uh, what's it like to be able to break one of Will Chamberlain's records? And AD was like, yeah, I'm going to go for 100 next. Yeah, that so, was that was fantastic. Yeah, it was it was really fun to, to listen to him talk after the game. Let's talk about the overall weekend for Anthony Davis, too. He played in the Taco Bell Skills Challenge. We don't really need to go into how he did in that. It was a, <laughs> an unfortunate loss for Anthony Davis. I'm sure, sure he wasn't too heartbroken about it. No. But just seeing Anthony everywhere as far as all the television shows and – the signage, you know, the big equality sign on Benson mm -hmm. Tower. Um, it just it was just so cool to see how much he embraced being the ambassador of this city for All-Star Weekend. How, in your eyes, because you were with him a lot more than I was and following all of his stuff, I mean, how great was it to see just how excited, how much he loved talking about the city of New Orleans, the food, and basically doesn't New Orleans doesn't need much talking up as far as how great it is. But the fact that he was so adamant about how much he loved the city and how much he loves being here in the culture, how much he's embraced it. Just how great was it seeing all that this weekend here? It was. I mean, it was such a great um, advertisement commercial running for three days straight about the city. And it was, I mean, during the season, there's 30 teams in the NBA, and various teams get more publicity than others based on 
a bunch of different factors, whether it's Golden State because they just broke the record for wins last season and they're on an incredible pace again this year, or it's the Knicks that have had a lot of chaos and so on and so forth. There's a bunch of different reasons why teams get publicity. Sometimes I feel like New Orleans gets less publicity than on average because partly because it's a small city and it's a small market that people don't necessarily pay attention to basketball-wise sometimes. So from my perspective, it was it was great to just see you know New Orleans from a from a basketball standpoint being at the forefront of everything and obviously he's he was the number one reason this weekend why New Orleans basketball was something that was talked about uh, by everybody across the nation. And then this morning you wake up and they're talking about the Pelicans constantly on SportsCenter. Um, I think they were talking a lot about AD's MVP, but there might have been some That's other all ones. they've been talking about all weekend yeah, that, I mean, or all today. I don't know right. what the buzz is there about. Was like a, there was like a – I think – no offense to this show, I never really watch it, but I, I, was, I flipped it on and first take was on this morning. And they must have talked about AD's MVP for – I mean, the show, the show is an hour long. I think they went an extra, like, 25 minutes just talking about AD's MVP. Awards. Oh, no doubt about it. We're watching uh, ESPN as we speak right now, and that's all they're talking about <laughs> is Anthony Davis and uh, and some other guy. Yeah. Uh, they're talking about another guy that only played two minutes in, in the game. Yeah, so yeah. it's kind of weird that they're talking about that. You're right, but... and they have Mark Spears on right now. Talk, they're, we, we have the sound off because we're doing this interview, mm-hmm. but I'm, if I had to guess, I would I would think that this Sports Center anchor is asking him – about Anthony Davis winning the MVP award last night. If I had to guess. Oh yeah. So and he's been on for 5 10 minutes talking just about AD's MVP award. Absolutely. That's great. Absolutely. Let's talk about the All-Star game a little bit just in general because last night in this is probably bad saying this, but like 10 minutes in I was already it was kind of getting old. Sure. The dunks, the lobs, the lack of defense, part yeah. of it's like we got to see something in there. What I did like was a Ted Kumbo. He sort of I think was kind of he wanted to play some defense. He won the, and some people were giving him crap. I think there was one time where he had a re a putback dunk over Curry that he went basically on his back and Curry just kind of looked at him like, what are you doing? You're actually trying in this game. Does the format need to change? And I don't know how you can change it, but does there need to be any incentive for these guys to play a little bit harder? Because I know some fans love the dunks, the oohs and ahs, right. but for you basketball fans that watch your team play every night and trying to win, it, it, it's not that great. It was no. it, you kind of I kind of lost interest after the first five dunks of the game. Right, right. Yeah, that's one thing you want to avoid. I mean, the NBA game is forty eight minutes long. It's a very long game, especially compared to college and high school. So if three or four minutes into the game, you're already looking around like, okay, I've seen what this is gonna ha- this is what's gonna happen for the next two hours. That's that's a problem. So I'm I'm not sure exactly what the solution is. One thing I don't want to see, and I, I kind of jokingly heard this a few from a few people, is to say the team that wins gets the home court advantage in the NBA Finals. I, I oh, think please people, no. <laughs> I think for people who follow baseball, that's been something that is like nails on a chalkboard. When the that, worst that rule in professional sports is right. that rule, and they just got rid of that, right? Didn't they? Yes, they just got rid of that yes. this year, so that we're not going to have to to deal with that anymore. Yeah, because the Cubs didn't have home field advantage, and they had ten more wins than the Indians right. in the. In the regular season. So we can rule that out. Yes. That we don't want to see that. But um, I think one thing that Steve Kerr mentioned was, I think he, I thought he said something about um, chair, a chair, having like the motivation be whichever team wins, you get a certain amount of money yeah. donated to charity for that right. player that he can. So I, I think that would be something that definitely would, would motivate the players. And just from a optics, 
if you if you knew the guys were out there playing for charity and they weren't playing hard, you'd be like, you know, come on, man, you, right. you could have, you know, donated x x amount of money to whatever. So I think that would make them play harder and and maybe play defense and that kind of thing. So, but but I totally agree that um, four quarters of that is it's it's gotten it's gone too far, and I think it's it's been coming for the last few years. With some of the scores that we've yeah. seen in just the style of play. And I know the Pro Bowl does it where the winning team does get more money than the losing team. Mm. I'm not sure. That could be the case in the NBA. I'm not sure how the payout is for being in the All-Star right. game. I've that never could, heard that actually explained. Yeah. But that could very well be the case. But maybe, you know, each player on the uh, winning side gets a Kia. Like Anthony Davis got one for winning MVP. Maybe there you the, go. Maybe the thing is uh, a car. Right. Or and that you, could be donated. Can, right. And I think that was what the – AD is, is, the case, yeah. is he donates whoever wins that donates it to to something so which is very cool so yeah. here we go Jim the uh, All Star game now is in the books and now the second half of the season begins on Thursday we will not have a Tuesday edition of the Black and Blue Report tomorrow due to All Star break but I'm sure this is not the last time we'll talk to you before Thursday when the Pelicans take on the Rockets but sure. with all the events happening last night. Just being AD's MVP, that's it. Right. Looking forward to the. So we're not going to have a Tuesday Black and Blue Report so we can talk about AD's MVP tomorrow, too? That's why we had today's show. Oh, okay. It's Monday right. and you're on. <laughs> okay. We're substituting I'm Tuesday for Monday. I'm disappointed. I was hoping we could talk about the AD MVP more tomorrow. But anyway, sorry. We can talk you. about on Thursday's Alvin Gentry show. We can talk about on Pelicans okay. OT on Thursday. Okay. When I go on the road this weekend. That we can, works. I mean, we can do a, a two-hour show on AD winning MVP if you want. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. Well, let's talk about the second half of the season because – when things officially come out, I think the season just got a little more interesting for the Pelicans, wouldn't you think? Now, sure. two and a half games back of the Nuggets for that playoff spot. These 25 games uh, just got really exciting for New Orleans. They definitely did. And um, you're you're going to be on the radio call, if I'm not mistaken, for one of the upcoming games Saturday. this weekend, right? Saturday. Saturday against Dallas. Yes. So you're going to get to call the second game of the second half of the season which which is a very important game <laughs> everyone's all, everyone always marks that the second game of the second half of the season as like one of the games you have to listen to on the radio yeah so so i'm i'm excited for that and um yeah i think people are fired up for thursday night against houston because you know houston's a division big division rival and you know some former friends are coming in the town. right right so so yeah I, it's going to be it's going to be really fascinating i think um, this team has become a, a, a team that a lot of people around the, the league are are uh, fascinated by and are going to be tuned in to watch. Maybe there'll be some more national TV games that get switched over because of yeah. um, AD winning MVP. So so uh, <laughs> so so yeah, we'll. Uh, it, I'm I'm excited. I can't wait. I'm, I'm ready for the All Star stuff. Was great, but as we kind of discussed at length, the competitiveness of Friday and Sunday's games was not great so i'm ready to get back to some some real intense basketball with a lot at stake on the line over the last couple months of the season and we haven't even talked about the trade deadline <laughs> thursday, thursday that's right there could be some big trades happening in i the mean NBA. there's been a couple since but they've been kind of lackluster yeah, not mean, really much hype to it and it was more like it was like eastern conference trades basically yeah right? with milwaukee and charlotte did one and yeah and toronto with Ibaka. that's right yeah so it's been quiet so far, but I mean, we could hear something before, you know, maybe even on Thursday. I think the deadline's at like two o'clock central, yeah. something like that. So yeah, I'll be, I'll be. Maybe really the Pelicans will do some. Who knows? I mean, it's possible. Do you I mean, do you expect on serious note? Do you expect with? I know there's sometimes we say, oh, this is gonna be a very active trade deadline, and then nothing, and then oh, this is not gonna be an active trade trade deadline, and then there is something. 
Mm -hmm. Do you sense with just the moves that have happened so far that it's kind of a domino effect of what's to come? Especially even in the Eastern Conference where I feel like the Raptors trade is a domino effect on maybe what some other Eastern Conference teams will do. With Kevin Love being out for six weeks, I feel like teams like Boston, Washington, and Toronto thought – this could be our time to make a move. This could be our time to jump Cleveland. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that it, you know, it's going to happen. Right. But do you feel like seeing that those teams could be, we need to get a guy for the second half of the season, which could cause a domino effect on a lot of the other teams? I, If I had to guess, I would say that not only – I would say that this will be active trade deadline because not only that, what you what you just mentioned about Cleveland and people feel like there's an opening there, but also just the circumstances of, for example – in both conferences right now, the eight seed is below 500. So because the eight seed doesn't have a great record in either the East or the West, that means that there's a bunch of other teams underneath that that are also under 500 that in many years would be like, you know what, we're realistically we're not going to make the playoffs. But this year, because you're only a couple games out or within three or four games out of eighth, you might be able to pull off a move that makes you a lot better and gives you a chance to get in. So I think that there's – of course, there's some things that are kind of quote-unquote settled, like Golden State's probably going to be the number one seed in the West, and San Antonio's probably going to be the two seed, and so on and so forth. But I think beyond that, there is a little bit more fluidity right now to the standings than there usually is at this time of February. So that could, completely speculating here, that could uh, could mean that we see some more moves just because teams feel like there's an opportunity there to, to dra- dramatically change whatever position they're in at the moment. Well, my wife already hates that I'm on Twitter so much, and I feel like the next three days she's not going to like me too much either because <laughs> it's about to get real interesting. Jim, you know I can't blame I can't blame her for 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 what, hating me. For, <laughs> uh, I wasn't going to say that. You said that. That's but, a whole other show. <laughs> but yeah, but no, I mean, Christy's a great woman, and she's gonna. I'm sure she'll be patient with you. She she'll be understanding that you're going to have to spend some time watching the trade rumors and following everything just to see what could or might happen in the next few days and all the uh, ad uh, mvp recaps exactly there'll be there's going to be tons of them over the next few days i'm sure non-stop jim should be an exciting few days uh i I feel like we'll talk to you again we have the alvin gentry show on thursday pelicans rockets on thursday as well and then jim will join me on the post game show thursday because even no matter what the result of thursday's game is we're gonna have a lot to talk about i know fans are gonna have a lot to talk about so it should be a really fun time yeah definitely there'll be there'll be a lot of things that we can discuss i'm sure all right so this was a uh, all-star recap edition of the black and blue report a kind of a pop-up show this was not planned we were supposed to take monday and tuesday off but with everything that happened last night with anthony davis winning mvp we had to talk (laughs) about it we had to talk about it be on the lookout for pelicans.com and jim eikenhofer's articles recapping the weekend and also what's to come in the next few days i have a feeling that it's about to get interesting around here no black and blue report tomorrow unless something else happens but who knows we'll be back wednesday with a full recap and uh here we go 25 games to go for the pelicans and should be a fun ride thank you very much for listening to the all-star recap edition of the black and blue report and until wednesday for jim eikenhofer i'm daniel salerson have a great monday